Hello and welcome to Sharp HR Career Corner with Karen Sharp Price. This podcast will inform and inspire you in your quest to find the right career path. If you're just starting out, looking to make a change in your field or transitioning into a new career, then this podcast is for you. We'll be sharing tips and providing resources on topics such as writing resumes, interviewing, using LinkedIn, and networking. We will take a look at different careers, companies, and opportunities. You will hear success stories from professionals in all career paths, and so much more. You will leave this podcast with three key takeaways that you can easily put into practice. Enjoy! Welcome to Sharp HR Career Corner Podcast. Today, our guest is Whitney Sullivan. Welcome to the podcast, Whitney. Thanks, Karen. Happy to be here. Thanks so much for joining us. So why don't we just jump right in? Why don't you start telling us about your own career story and how you sort of got to where you are today? Absolutely. Well, my name is Whitney Sullivan. Like uh, Karen said, I'm a motivational speaker and leadership coach based in Bozeman, Montana. Um, But, you know, I started my journey at the University of Nebraska in Lincoln. That's where I did my undergraduate work and I got my undergraduate degree in dietetics. Um, And I kind of just ended up in dietetics. Um, Like many college students, I think I changed my major probably three times and wasn't totally sure what it was that I wanted to do. Um, You know, but I did have a secret ambition as Um, as a young child to be a motivational speaker. But, you know, the thing is, is no kindergartner or college student raises their hand and says, I want to be a motivational speaker. You know, Um, I thought it needed to be something a little bit more clear cut. You know, I thought entrepreneurs were just this mystical group of people um, that opened their own businesses. Um, And so I ended up in dietetics because, you know, I was always passionate about helping other people, be at their best, helping other people be well and thrive. And I always loved leadership. I was always parts of part of team sports. I loved team building. And so the health and wellness space um, ended up being a good fit for me at the time. And I actually ended up getting offered a graduate assistantship at campus recreation at the University of Nebraska as well. Um, and I, and it's kind of like an apprenticeship. I was able to pursue my master's degree and I did my master's in higher ed leadership and you know, lo and behold, um, that was also a really good fit for me at the time. Um, I got to dive more into leadership, more into student staff development, more into team training. I did a lot of fitness and wellness programming. And, you know, at the time I was like, oh, this is great. Like, I think this is, you know, the career I was looking for kind of had the, all those little bits and pieces um, that I really enjoyed. But 10 years in, Um, lots of things kind of happened in um, a series of a few years. Um, The department I was working in, I experienced a major crisis in the department um, involved with like its buildings and such, which is a story for another day. But, (laughs) um, you know, and so we had this, you know, this crisis and, um, you know, it made like state news and everything. And then after that kind of got settled, the pandemic hit. And then we all experienced, you know, 2020 and everything that came with it. And I think, you know, part of our conversation today is kind of on that people reevaluating, you know, what's next for them and how much that life changed. And so then the pandemic kind of ended and then we're still dealing with the aftermath of some of the crises that happened with new building projects and such. And, you know, I just found myself really burnt out and, Mm -hmm. Um, finding that, you know, I, (laughs) finding that I was just in a space where I needed to make a change. 
and what I thought what I was going to stick with, you know, for, you know, most of my career, I was like, ah, you know, I needed, I need to do something different. And so my sister is a leadership coach. She's great. Um, And so she's (laughs) 10 years older than me. And, you know, she actually made the jump into entrepreneurship a few years before me. And she was running a clarity and confidence um, masterclass that helped you identify, you know, what career you want to be in. And like, you know, when you're just wanting to make a change. And in that process, I realized that I kind of wanted to expand, you know, who a student was and that all of my favorite experiences was helping students figure out what they wanted to do with their lives and helping them navigate their first leadership experiences. Um, I loved I loved managing people. I loved leading people. Mm-hmm. I loved doing, I would do executive retreats on campus. And, you know, I, I had this person that went before me and I was like, well, I can do that. And so then I ended <laughs> up starting a side hustle. And then eventually um, eight months later, that side hustle turned into um, full-time entrepreneurship in October of 2021. Wow. Um, so I'm just a little over a year into being a full-time entrepreneur as a speaker and a leadership coach and a team builder. Um, and, you know, I never thought that I would, I, I can't say maybe I never thought I would be here, but I definitely didn't think maybe this soon in my career. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's been such a, such a learning experience and I've just really enjoyed it so far. And it's been, you know, a really great decision. And, um, and that's why I'm here with you today. <laughs> okay. Well, I think, you know, you said a few things that like ring a bell for a lot of people. And one of them is the pandemic mm-hmm. really stopped people in their tracks. It one, and I was just saying this to somebody else today. Um, we were moving so fast in our lives. Like mm-hmm. we just, every day, every hour we had something going on, you know, we were just busy, busy, busy moving from one, mm-hmm. you know, one side to the other. And then the pandemic hits and you can't do a good portion of everything that you were doing. Everything mm-hmm. stops. Mm-hmm. And up until that point, people may have been unhappy with what they were doing in their careers, but they didn't have time to get off the merry-go-round and, yep. and try to see what else they could do because they just couldn't imagine taking any time away from what they really were doing to spend on themselves. Mm-hmm. And so the, the pandemic really stopped everybody in their tracks and people started thinking, you know, I always wanted to, or I really don't like what I do, but what else could I be doing now? Mm -hmm. And I think, I know from my perspective and and my clients, I am getting way more people right now who have hit that wall and said, I don't want to do this for the next 10, 20, whatever years. I want to do something that I actually enjoy, but I don't know what that might be. Mm, and so that's mm-hmm. really interesting. I, you know, I just think that that is an awakening. And, and I think, honestly, I think we all needed that. We needed right. that shutdown because we needed time to think, mm-hmm. time to we, reflect. We couldn't hide from ourselves there for a while, right? Everything, yeah. when life slows down, sometimes things start to rise. And, you know, and then if you're on the opposite end of the spectrum, like if you were an essential worker, you might have experienced the opposite where right. you got to a point where you were working so much that you burnt out and you're like, okay, I, you know, I can't do this. You know? yeah. So yeah. you're totally right. Absolutely. We all experienced this moment of like, man, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, the job market is a, you know, as an employee is a job seekers market. And I think people just had so many opportunities, you know, that 
they could mm-hmm. make a change. And then, you know, we were talking before the podcast that, um, you know, it was that, you know, your options for remote or hybrid work also suddenly became, you know, an option for people. And so it's just like, there were just so many doors, I think that opened yeah. that I think people finally felt like, oh, I can choose, I have yeah. a choice. And I, you know, that was, I think, a very empowering place for people to be. Yeah. And I think they got some rest along the way. Mm-hmm. So then mm-hmm. all of a sudden they had the energy to even totally. think about what they could be doing. And it really, it, I, I think that it just, there was just this surgence of, of people um, also like doctor, like nurses and um, teachers. Those mm-hmm. are two areas that people have been coming to me saying, I don't want to do this anymore. It's just not worth it. And, and I think in one respect, it's sad because we need teachers and we need nurses. Mm-hmm. So for that to have such an impact on them that they're looking to change their lives, that's that's going to be, we're going to ha- feel that impact in the next few years because of the numbers of people leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. But on the other side, I think that being true to yourself and finding that happiness and what you really enjoy doing mm-hmm. um, has has an impact on relationships. It has an impact on your health. It it just changes everything, uh, everything. So if, you know, if someone's listening right now and they've been on the fence and not sure, this is the time, like, Mm -hmm. this is the time to still do it. Because even though we're sort of back to whatever this new norm is, um, I think we're a little bit slower still. We're not at the speed that in which we were before the pandemic Mm -hmm. in our lives. We still kind of are slowing down. I mean, I know I find myself coming into the new year. I wasn't that thrilled as I was all those other years. Like I was like, ah, you know, we'll just take it slow that first week. <laughs> People are still very cautious, right? Yeah. Like I think, you know, we kind of went through this period of our life where all of a sudden no was the default. Like, no, we can't do a lot of these things. Mm-hmm. And I know I talked to a lot of people that they're just like, wow, I was doing way too many things. And then now, you know, I've heard those, some of those same people say like, man, I'm just so much more cognizant and mindful of what I say yes to. Um, and so I agree that we're a little cautious still, you know, mm-hmm. there's still a little bit more bandwidth um, to be had. Yeah. And I think it, I actually think it's probably healthier for totally. us not to jump so much and be so um, available, I guess is, mm-hmm. is the word in, in our own lives and in work. Um, because mm-hmm. I think that there were many people who felt like they were on call all the time and they didn't have mm-hmm. a job that needed to be on call. Absolutely. Um, so, so there's been a lot of change in organizations in in what they provide and what they offer to bring new people on um company cultures are changing mm-hmm. there's just everybody has had to really take stock of what their situation is what they're getting out of it what they want from it and what can they do to change things moving forward for the absolutely for the so it, it's an interesting time it's it's it really you know i i enjoy you know every time somebody calls me and says i need some help it's interesting to hear their career path and where they've come and maybe not where they're going because they don't know at that point but um so how how do you help or how do you i guess lead the way um and helping people figure out what is that unique purpose that they have because yeah that could be a disease like where do you begin where do you start 
There's so many options, right? <laughs> yeah, too many right now than than ever before. If you can well, imagine it, you can make mm-hmm. it happen. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and one of my first keynotes as a motivational speaker was a keynote called Passion to Purpose, where we talked about this. And, you know, go, how do we go through that process of identifying what our unique purpose is? And, you know, I think just to kind of throw a definition out there, so we're all on the same page of, you know, yeah. what what we're saying a purpose is in you know, I think a purpose is kind of that overarching sense of what matters to you in life. And then also I'd say in terms of career, it's your unique combination of passions, values, and talents that you put into the service, put into service of others. Um, and so that's how I would define purpose. And folks will hear me say passions, values, and talents a lot. Um, and now that we kind of have that foundation of what a purpose is, you know, it starts with introspection. And a question that I like to ask in that keynote and in that tra- that passion of purpose training is just a really big picture question of, you know, what difference do you want to make? And, you know, if you assumed that resources are unlimited and you didn't care what anyone thought, you know, what difference do you want to make in the world? What impact do you want to create? And what that big picture question does is it starts to kind of unearth words and phrases that start pointing you to your purpose and what your unique combination of passion, values, and talents might be. And then, you know, other things that are important to consider is because, you know, that still is a little ephemeral, right? Like it'll get you, it'll start pointing you in the right direction. You're going to start noticing things and seeing things, but you know, also it's like, what are you good at? You know, what are your strengths? What do you really care about? And what are your top core values in your life that you want to, that you want to bring into your work every day that you want to put into service for other people? And so I think starting with some of those big picture introspective questions is really important just to kind of, I don't know, set your trajectory. Um, You know, but I think that kind of helps start pointing you in that right direction. You know, it's, it's interesting that you say that because the very first thing that I have my clients do is fill out forms. One is what are your values? What do you value Mm -hmm. the most? Mm -hmm. And, and then what are your goals? And I have them do that in the beginning when there isn't a career on the table, when there isn't a job Mm -hmm. on the table, because when those things start to form, um, you get excited and you want to totally. And, mm-hmm. and, and you forget what your goals were and what your values were because you're so excited about what's on the table that you mm-hmm. just want to jump. And, and I think that when you talk to some people who take on a job, take the job offer, and in six months later, they're like, well, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Well, it could mm-hmm. be because they didn't really go back to really the foundation. What mm-hmm. were What did they really care about? What do they really want? Where do they want to be? And I find that it's interesting. Um, I I was part of listening to a seminar recently, and the idea was that you start with the end goal in mind. So right. what what is that goal? And then you work backwards so you know the steps that you need to take. It, it's a different mindset, don't you think? Totally. And like that's that reverse engineering, I think, is so powerful. And you know, because another question that I'll ask clients is, you know, what do you want your day to look like? Like, what's an ideal day? And actually, I would say that was probably the number one question that got me into entrepreneurship was, 
you know, just the, the flexibility, the, just the type of work that I was doing each day, I was like, oh, I think that looks a lot like being an entrepreneur, (laughs) you know, and it's just like from sun up to sun down, what do you want to be doing? What conversations do you want to be having? What decisions do you want to be making? And like, what are your struggles? Like what's your preferred struggles that you're Mm -hmm. having? Um, And I was surprised in my own experience to find that my ideal day. Yeah. I never would have thought pointed me towards entrepreneurship, but All that to say that, yeah, like that reverse engineering process, I think is really powerful of identifying where you want to be or identifying who you want to be and then working backwards from there. Yeah, yeah, because otherwise you are jumping to Mm -hmm. take steps that you're not sure what the outcome is going to lead to. And then you don't Mm -hmm. know if when you get there that it's going to reflect what your values and your goals are. Absolutely. So it really it really does make sense that it's it's you have more success, it's more powerful. Right. By doing, and it, by doing it the other way. It helps guide your decisions. So that way mm-hmm. like you're always moving towards that end goal. And one of the more powerful coaching questions that I ask my clients is like when they're kind of trying to decide like ah, do I do this or do I that do that? I'm like, you know what? which decision is going to advance the vision that you want to create? Like which decision is going to help you move towards the end goal that you desire? And then they're like, oh, like it's this one, not this one. Um, So that again, that reverse engineering just gives you that kind of compass um, to point you in the right direction. And I don't know if there's any research backing this or not, but (laughs) I wonder if younger people tend not to know what that target is, what Mm -hmm. their career is going to be. And so they tend to, because, you know, it is said that a lot of people, you know, it's hard to keep them for more than a year or even Mm -hmm. a little less than the year. They're hopping, Mm -hmm. they're hopping, 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 because really most of the time they haven't found what makes them happy. Um, But I wonder how often they actually sit down and figure out what would make them happy. Mm-hmm. And then compare it to whatever that job offer is right. to see if those things will make them. And no mm-hmm. one's going to get everything. No one's going to be able to check right. off all the boxes, but you really should be checking off more than not. Mm-hmm. When you're well, then, you know, well, sorry, I jumped no, in too soon there, but you know, I think going off that is then, you know, what struggles you're willing to endure. Like when you know what that kind of end goal is and that way we're not just hopping from jobs every time something, you know, goes, I don't know. Go, yeah, goes the way maybe you don't want to. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of like, no, what, what struggles are you willing to tolerate in order to, to move you towards that goal? And that was one of the more powerful questions I first faced actually an author named Mark Manson. Um, you know, when I was in college and grad school, he talked about how our, you know, our career successes are more defined by the struggles we're willing to endure, not the, not the successes that we want. Um, so when you're looking at manifesting that unique purpose, you also have to look at, so what kind of struggle does this mean I have to navigate? So like being entrepreneurs, now we navigate that uncertainty, right? Right. Like, you know, it's not a steady paycheck every month to month, but what that offers is the flexibility that higher education didn't offer. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm married now, so that risk portfolio has balanced (laughs) out, right? Um, but you know, all of those things, you know, working towards your purpose is just a constant trial and error. And, you know, purpose is much more of a process than it is a a single event. So you talked about manifesting. So say you have that purpose in mind, you know what your Mm -hmm. target is, you know what that career, where you're Mm -hmm. headed. 
So how does one manifest their unique purpose into that career? Yeah, absolutely. So if you kind of have that, maybe a few sentences that describe that difference you want to make, you know, a few sentences that might describe your unique combination of passions, values, and talents. From there, then you can focus or or also I would add that end goal that you're talking about, that reverse engineering of where you want to be. And you can have a little paragraph that maybe describes those three things. But then my first tip to take that to purpose into action is to focus on purpose as a process and not an end goal. And that the pursuit of your purpose in your career is, is a way of being. It's not a single one-time events. And hmm. James Clare is the author of Atomic Habits. And I love what he says. I, I quote him all the time on this exact quote. He says, you don't rise to the level of your goals, you fall to the level of your systems. And so if working aligned with your purpose is a goal, then it's our systems that we have to look at to get us there. And your systems are your habits and your habits become your autopilot. And your autopilot is what directly influences how we show up in the world and the results that we get. So when it comes to, you know, taking that purpose into action, we have to identify those small daily actions that take that purpose into reality. So when I was in higher education, you know, one difference I was really passionate about making was identifying students' positive blind spots. Because I think sometimes, especially in college, you know, the things you're so good at, sometimes you're blind to because they're so natural to you. They're so Mm -hmm. inherent. They're so much a part of you. And so a habit I got into was giving as much strength-based feedback as possible. And I try to point out at every opportunity, a unique strength that they had had. And then, you know, that habit leads to another habit. I then have to become a student of strength-based literature and emotional intelligence and personality profiles. And all of those little things start leading me down a path that now I'm doing that full time, right? But it started as a habit, right? And we have to identify those small actions that we want to make automatic from day to day that advance the difference that you want to make. So that's that's the first tip. I'm curious if you would add anything to that. <laughs> well, I'm, no, I mean, I think that that's really interesting. And I think that by breaking it down, you have greater success because sometimes when you look at something and it seems overwhelming, you don't even want to try. Mm, like it, yeah. it's, it sort of just takes out, sucks out that energy and you don't, you don't know where to start. You don't know how to start. And it just seems too big to take on. So you just say, okay, I'll do it tomorrow. But -hmm. if you're breaking it down into mini goals, Mm -hmm. um, as you complete each of those steps, you really start to build self-confidence. Yeah. The fact that you can do it, which then also helps with that mindset for manifesting what you want and having Mm -hmm. positive thoughts in your head instead Mm -hmm. of sort of those negative things that kind of creep up, like I can't do it. It's too much. You know, I don't know how to get there. But as you make those little tiny steps and you actually succeed, you start to build that. It's Mm -hmm. almost natural. It's not something, Mm -hmm. you know, that you're doing it on purpose, but you start to build your own self-confidence. Yeah. It becomes a part of your identity. You know, Mm -hmm. those small actions that we take Um, Another thing James Clear says, he says, every action you take is a vote for the type of person you want to become. And it's so true because our habits lead to our identities. And so, you know, like in my case, I eventually like really identified with that identity of being a mentor. And, you know, that identity is what supported me in making a career change at one point into being a leadership coach. So 
Okay. Now, yeah. like when we were talking about, there's a lot of things here. Like you, you have to find your purpose. Um, you have to kind of look within and find out what are your strengths, what are your weaknesses, what are you willing mm-hmm. to put up with to get there. Mm-hmm. And we were talking before we started the um, episode about affirmations versus manifestations. And I think that that's where it kind of fits in nicely is many of us have not reached the goal that we want because of sometimes those negative things that are being said in our Mm -hmm. head. And we Mm -hmm. sometimes don't even know that we're saying it because it's just so it's a pattern. Um, I don't know off the top of my head, but isn't there so many times you have to do something in order to make it a habit? like, I don't know, seven or more. I, there's a number. Right. You right. Have yeah. To do the, something. There's lots of, yeah, there's lots of literature out there, but you know, it's yeah. kind of like whatever you, whatever you focus or whatever you repeat, you strengthen. Yes. Right. So yes. like, if you keep repeating negative self-talk, you're going to then strengthen the results that come from that. Right. And then if you repeat positive self-talk, you're going to strengthen the results that come from that. And before the episode, you know, we had that caveat of like, you can't just think your way into something, right? It's more like, how are you responding to the challenges that your environment brings? Like that's where your mindset becomes really powerful because I'm sure you found working with clients, making career changes that like, that's really hard and it's painful. Like, you know, that change is painful. And so how you navigate those challenges that are brought to you has a lot to do with your mindset. And are you going to grow through them or are you going to kind of fall underneath the weight of those challenges? And that's where the affirmations versus manifestations dynamic, I think, comes in. Yeah. And I think that it's, it's, you know, I don't know if it's hand in hand, but I think, I, I think that in order to reach that target, you really do have to change that mindset. And, Mm -hmm. and you do that on a very slow basis by habits that you form that -hmm. will then help you with affirmations, which will say, I can do this, I can Mm -hmm. do the next step, or I start to get excited about it as well. Right. Um, So once you know what your purpose is, how do you manifest that into actual results? So, so we have the career and we're mm-hmm. working our way towards that career. Yeah. Yeah. But now, absolutely. How do you like cross the finish line? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and you know what, this is, you know, not, probably not the perspective that people want to hear, <laughs> but one that I found okay. to be mostly accurate. And that's that is to embrace trial and error. You know, I mean, I, I think sometimes, again, we've said a couple of times that, you know, putting your purpose into action and getting that result, isn't a one-time event. You know, it's just, it's a process of trial and error and, you know, you're going to try and then being open to each of those things being a learning experience. I mean, even in the first year of my business, you know, I had a lot of trial and error of like, okay, this worked, this didn't, you know, but even the errors were some of the best learning experiences that moved me forward. And again, I know that's not, that's not the motivational part people want to hear, right? Like just go out and try stuff, but yeah. If you go out and try stuff with that mindset of like, I think this could move me closer to my goal and you're open to that learning experience, you know, you're going to keep picking up skills that Mm -hmm. keep moving you in that direction. And then in all of that, we have to practice resilience and, you know, because it's a tough process going out there and making yourself vulnerable, putting yourself out there, learning things, maybe failing a few times, like that's going to take resilience. And so when I work with trainees, when I work with clients, we talk a lot about resilience and figuring out 
those small practices that keep you grounded, gritty, and growing towards your goal. So not, not, you know, the, probably what people want to hear, but, you know, trial and error and being willing to go out and try things and take things with that learning mindset is just really powerful when it comes to moving towards a career that supports your purpose. Absolutely. Cause it doesn't matter what, what that goal is and, and where you're headed. I don't know anybody at this point who's ever done it without a slip, without a fall, mm-hmm. without, mm-hmm. you know, a, a major issue or a minor issue. And I think that you appreciate it more. You have more mm-hmm. gratitude as you're getting closer to it. And and that day that, that you reach it and you feel like, you know, I'm here, I'm not done, but, mm-hmm. but I, you know, I'm, I'm in the area now I'm in the red zone. Right. So, so I, right. I think that, that, and, and understanding that from day one, that there are going to be those moments along the way and it's okay and expect mm-hmm. them so that it doesn't traumatize you and overwhelm you so that you say, no, I'm not taking any more steps. That was enough for me. Right. So keep just being really open-minded, like you said, and, and be willing to learn along the way. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've heard people say that you really learn more in the failures than you do in the successes. So absolutely. So you want that. It it makes you grow as a human being um, and it makes you move closer to that ultimate goal. So mm-hmm. yeah, totally agree. Mm-hmm. So now can you provide like three pieces of advice? Someone's listening right now who is has been thinking about it since probably before COVID uh, mm-hmm. that they wanted to make a change. Um it could be in career, it could be in family. I mean, it could be for mm-hmm. any other, you know, many, many reasons, but they want, they're, they're energized by our conversation. They want to try. So right. what types of things can they do to, you know, in the next few months? Because I don't think again, that this is not an overnight success. Right. This, right. this is takes time, takes effort. So what kind of advice would you give somebody to try to manifest what they want in a career mm-hmm. and, and get them out of the, I wish I could, mm-hmm. maybe I've always thought of and kind of move them towards that. Right. Right. That goal. You know, I think one thing I would have someone start with is reflecting on what support do I need and what does support look like for me? in making this change that I'm dreaming and scheming about. And again, I'm assuming you've already thought about what difference you're going to make, how you can make that, how you can make those habits, how you can embrace trial and error and all that. So if you've gone through all of that introspection and that ideating, it's like then reflecting what support do I need? What people and communities do I need to invest in that's going to help me make this change? Because, you know, there's tons of stats out there about how, you know, 90% of your success towards a goal is who you surround yourself with. And so, and I think of that in a few different ways. You know, one of the first things that I did when I need to make a change is I reached out to a mentor and I was like, I got to like get some external help on this. I can't do this on my own. And then, so that's the first step is reach out to a mentor, reach out to a coach, like, and there's lots of free stuff out there, including this podcast. Right. Yeah, and yeah, I know absolutely. that you even have free um, career corners. Is that what you yes. call them? Right? Yeah. Yeah. We just started this week mm-hmm. and it was, it's a group of women getting together to support each other. 
Mm -hmm. And so number one, you know, find, ask for support from a person, you know, figure out who that is. Second is find a community, you know, find a class, find a group that you can hop into. And I know something that made a big difference for me was taking a class with other people who were experiencing the same thing as me. And it made it feel not so isolating. I was just like, oh, like there's other people like thinking the same things as me and experiencing the same things. And, you know, there's a Facebook group for everything. There's a class <laughs> online for everything. Like, you know, yep. there's groups out there and communities out there that want to support you. And then also, I think, you know, too, when it comes to support and connections, there might be, it's you might need to turn down the volume on some voices that might not understand your need to change or might not even support your need to change. You know, when we make big changes in our life, there will be people who get defensive about it or don't understand it or just like react strongly. And I think I was surprised by that personally, like by our shared personal experience, I was surprised by the number of people that how they responded, you know, mm-hmm. to my career change. And that wasn't positive. <laughs> like, you know, I was like, well, what, what do you mean? You know, I was just surprised. And so I think sometimes, you know, you just need to turn down the volume on those intimate connections that maybe you can't distance yourself from, that but are around you. You got, we got to turn down the volume for a little while and focus on finding other voices that are going to uplift that change that we want to make. So really those, those three tips at the end there are just really your social support and your social investments and where are you investing your, what people are you investing time and energy into? It's, it's very weird how, and it's almost like manifesting. So (laughs) but Uh just today I wrote um, a blog, a post on LinkedIn and Facebook and Instagram and Twitter um, about support systems Mm -hmm. and how people come in and out of your life at different times. And sometimes there's a reason for that because they need to sort of push you or Mm -hmm. elevate you to the next step. And then they've, they've done what they needed to do and they move on. But, but to have that support system um, that you can, they, you know, most of the time they walk alongside of you, but Mm -hmm. sometimes they have to push you and sometimes they have to carry you. And, mm-hmm. and it's okay because it takes a village. And totally. so we, we need to have people that we can bounce things off of. And I, I talk about like how, if you can think of a leader that you really like, that you really respect, generally speaking, those leaders, if you look really closely, the people around them are the people that support them, that respect mm-hmm. them, that mm-hmm. will do anything for them. And that is why they're the, the leader that they are is because of the people. They don't get to be leader and get to be a, a well-respected leader on their own. Like they just mm-hmm. don't climb the ladder and, and nobody, you know, gets in the way in between. Um, and so that's success. And, and I think that we as individuals need to have that same support system to Absolutely. help us. And so I think mentoring finding groups and clubs and, and classes um, to expand our knowledge and be around like-minded people, which is what you were saying, um, can carry so much because Mm -hmm. the people that are your friends that have known you for who you are today and the days in the, you know, behind us, they are the ones that might be a little negative, maybe a little jealous that mm-hmm. you're taking this chance and that maybe right. that you can take this chance. So finding those people that don't know your history, 
that will say, yeah, why not? You should come along and do this. Um, you need, you can have a balance of both, but absolutely, but you need some new people. You need some fresh, fresh people mm-hmm. in there to kind of um, elevate you and be your cheerleader and support you in all the different ways. So that's, I think that's all really great advice. And um, I hope that those that are listening today, just take, you know, one or two ideas. And and if you've been thinking about it, been sitting on the fence, been thinking, gosh, I wish I could, or I should um, just take, just take a chance. Why not? What's it going to hurt? And like you said, you started a side gig and and you cultivated that. And then it got to a point where, okay, I can now take this on Mm -hmm. full time. And that's not as scary. It's a little bit easier to, to manage and to handle and to balance. Um, and so sometimes you don't have to just like, you know, thinking about what your goal is, breaking it down into steps doing a side gig until you're you feel more confident and then just Mm -hmm. it it grows in front of you like it all of a sudden is there and you're like how did that happen (laughs) like right and oh sorry one great question that you can ask to get started is that just what's one small action in the next hour that i can do to get started and i'll never forget this was such a big deal to me I'm a very private person, very introverted, you know, um, I mean, I, you know, I love to speak and teach and all of that, but I remember mm-hmm. this like really small step that was like a move in the right direction before I even started my side hustle is I made my Instagram public instead of private. And I like, I posted a story <laughs> I was like, that was like a big deal to me, but I was like, well, if I'm going to have a side hustle, I got to have an Instagram, I got to be posting the stories, you know, and yeah. So, you know, think it's like, what's one small action I can take today or in the next hour that's going to move me towards that goal. And I will tell you, it took me 18 months, you know, to go from, you know, that point of like opening up my Instagram to public to making that jump full time. So it's a process. Yeah. Yeah. And it is. And I think you need to give yourself a break and Mm -hmm. because there's a lot to learn along the way. Even though we may be a good fit, we might have the skill set, we might have a little bit of experience in order to make a transition, it it takes time and mm-hmm. you need to think things through and and know what your values are, know what your goals are, um, so that you can kind of bounce every step that you take against what your values and goals are to make sure that, like you said it earlier, it aligns with where you want to be and where you're mm-hmm. going. And that, mm-hmm. that is really important. Well, thank you so much, Whitney. This has been really great. I mean, we could probably go on and on. I know. Because <laughs> <laughs> one thing takes us to another. To yeah, another, to another. it's such a great topic. Yep. Yeah, but thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your career story, giving us some tips about just take the chance. Just mm-hmm. why not? It, you're going to be so happy that you did. So so just take some of these um very small steps to, and once you start to build on those, you will start to feel more confident and you will take larger steps um, down the road. So thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. Happy new year, everyone. And I hope that 2023 brings all of the things that you truly want. And I hope that you try some of these suggestions that Whitney suggested today about manifesting your unique purpose. I would love to hear from you and what your results show. So please keep in touch. Thank you for listening. And if you enjoy the podcast, please let us know. Write a review, share it with a friend or on social media. Until next time, be kind, everyone. We need to show a lot more kindness in the world. And it starts with you and I. Thanks for listening and have a great day.